for welcome back to our WAF podcast. I am Gabrielle Ruiz. And I'm Pallavi Sastri. We're so excited to be, what are we like halfway through the season now? Who knows? I've lost count. Just for our <laughs> listeners, we kind of just do recordings in bulks so we can like, you know, also be like multifaceted producers of producing it, PRing it, broadcasting it, sharing it, vodcasting. Yes, I'm making vodcast a word. If it isn't yet, a video podcast. It's like all the things, all the demands, all the demands. And That's like, right. We are reinventing ourselves as the weeks go on. <laughs> exactly. And I'm proud to do it. But let me just tell you this. In the midst of all this, this morning, I remembered, Pallavi, the time I picked you up off the stage because you busted your knee in High School Musical, the show that we did together. That's <laughs> where right. we met. You know, I'm surprised we I haven't know. actually done a, a proper recap of that story, which yep. we'll have to do at some point. But basically, yes. like that was like a solidifying moment of our friendship because I was on the floor. Couldn't it was do anything. Stick to the, sta- stick to the status quo. Stick to the status. Stick to Polly's on the floor. We're, we're- Pallavi, are you okay? And Pallavi looked at me and she's like, I'm not okay. I'm and not I okay. Like, Got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hobbled, you carried me off the stage and we, and the show must go on and off. we finished. Yeah. And I filled your spot. Like I just made my arms bigger on stage to fill your spot. And then like you put, you took a lot of Advil the next day and you're like, I'm fine. I digress because speaking of multifaceted producers, the, the guest that we have on today is someone that from a business side, I look up to because this person, this human is so good, not only with acting, but so good at being a professional artist. I mean, from the ins and the outs of like lifting other people up, helping with people's campaigns and platforms and blah, 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 making his own podcasts, his own shows, blah, 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 but also like super talented and funny. And also an activist, you've seen him in something I recently saw on Hulu, The Body, but also on The Magicians and The Internship in 2013, one of my like favorite films. And you really, really recently know him. And if you're not watching What We Do in the Shadows, get into it because it's hysterical. Guillermo de la Cruz, welcome Harvey Guillen. Hi. (laughs) It's such a nice intro. I was like listening, I was like... Oh, I was like, this is really nice. Listen, our show is all about like, we like to oogle and ogle all over people and build them up. That's what friends are for. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. How you doing? I mean, you know, we were just really thrilled to have you on the show today, I think, because there's just a lot to, um, there's a lot of things we can cover. um, And it's such a rich topic, friendship. So like, you know, um, when Gabrielle told me, I was like, oh, well, how did you guys meet? So I'm going to ask you guys, how did you guys meet? (laughs) <laughs> you know harvey was on crazy ex-girlfriend but that's not how we met harvey is it that's not how we met we met uh you were coming out of an audition <laughs> and then i was with my then partner no longer long story it's perfectly fine it's great um <laughs> and i just remember seeing you and i was like oh we were we were we were in an episode but we didn't work together but it was like i knew of you and i was like oh i felt there was like the one person i didn't get to work on set that that week I uh, wanted the episode and, and we just like hit it off. Like I just like, we exchanged info and then like, I think we hung out like the next week. <laughs> like it was just like, you know, it was just perfect. We hung out? When? Like we I did? think we, we had like a, like not hung out like it's like, let's go to lunch. It was like, I saw we you in an breakfast. event and it was like well, a you, thing. But then we did have breakfast one time. We did. Yeah. We had like a, a 
breakfast brunchy kiki. a brunchy, brunchy kiki booze mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you were already attractive just by your energy as a human being when i <laughs> when you approach when you like you said gabrielle i think and then like we had that you know we had one thing in common and then becoming social media friends and following each other in that way it's just i was oh i've always been so impressed with how you nurture your friendships professionally and personally, because I really see that you care. Yeah, I, I, I made a choice a long time ago that, you know, I feel like life's too short and you either are a friend who lives other friends or you're wasting your friendship, period. That's just the way I look at it. And it's just like, uh, I've always been a loyal friend. Like, that's like the one thing to me. And I, I don't know if I credit this to like, you know, being, you know, Latinx, like where it's like loyalty is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, I still roll with my same friends since third grade. Like I am still wow. friends, like my best friend, um, Romy, I've known since third grade and I met her, uh, we're, uh, at the tetherball, uh, <laughs> area <laughs> and she was in third grade and I was third grade and we became friends and we went through high school together, junior high, like ups and downs, like, um, life moments like tragedies and we were just talking about how we've been friends for you know so long like for decades and it's it's what keeps me grounded it's like so I make new friends industry friends and you make friends that uh are your Hollywood friends you know that you like see once in a while and whatnot but there's good people everywhere and I always I always make it a goal to find someone you know that I'm like that's a good person they're like a pre- and I want that person in my life and I know I'm a good person I want to bring that energy into their life because it's that's what you bounce I've always heard the old saying of show me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are oh mm. Mm. that's our quotable right there you already gave it to us we're only like what three minutes in Mm-hmm. My mother taught me that as well. Yeah. And it was it's the company you keep. And so you, you know, as a teenager, then you could be like, oh, whatever, just hang out with some friends. But it is, you know, the people around you that influence you. And I, and it's, mm-hmm. it's true that it could, you know, set your path in a different direction. You know, it's the yeah. people that uh, you choose to be like, oh, I don't care. We're going to ditch school today. And it's like, that's fine. But it's like, that's your choice. At the end of the day, you're making a choice. And then yeah. like, before you know it, that's the group of friend that you know, ditched and left and missed out and dropped out of high school. You know what I mean? Because it's the group, yeah. you find your group and if that's your vibe, then go do it. But for mm-hmm. me, it was like, I need to find positive people, especially in this industry where they could really tear you down, you know, sometimes. And nobody wants to be around people. We're like, it's already a competitive industry. Um, and I feel like it's competitive for everyone, but even more so, um, you know, for, for people of color, for females, uh, people of bigger size. So it's already competitive and it's already brutal. So there's no yeah. need to like be in the same swimming pool and we're all trying to gas for air when we can work together and float to the top. All the quotables. Well, that's a, well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's I mean, beautiful. I love that. I mean, there's, uh, I want to ask you, um, you were talking about your childhood friendships and how you kind of roll with the same crew. Like, do you feel like there's a specific um, thing that like is the reason why you guys have stuck together? Like what is, what is like that basis of friendship that has made it such a long lasting friendship? I think for me, it's, again, it goes down to loyalty and I feel like, uh, I need to feel completely comfortable with my friendships where I can uh, talk about anything and Mm -hmm. voice how I feel. And, 
um, and know that it comes from a place where it won't be judged and um, and you won't like just pass judgment on me because it's like a, a question or it's like, I've been thinking about mm-hmm. this and like opening that dialogue because superficial friendships, I feel like where you're just like, you look great and you look great. And it's like, just, that's it. The level of like, yeah. I've been thinking, you know, you can't really go deeper into like thoughts and, 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 you know, our upbringings and like, uh, and secrets and stories and aspirations, like all those things are such like a big part of my friendship where like I feel the most comfortable with people that I can just sit down and either say nothing or I can say everything at the mm-hmm. same time. And so mm-hmm, sitting with yeah. someone in silence and like the, in a five hour car ride where you don't feel awkward that you didn't say anything. It's that I feel so comfortable that we are, we know each other, we get each other. So for me, um, I just found that in a small group of friends and maybe growing up what it was that the, my core group of friends um, without us knowing and kind of talking about it up front, but being, we were kids, but growing together, we found each other and then we stick with each other. And then weirdly enough around high school, our whole group of friends came out as queer, like everyone in the group. Every, and I was like, hundred oh. percent of everybody. A hundred percent. I was like, oh, but then the funny part is that, you know, maybe I would have had an assumption of one of my friends because uh, we would share like the same, you know, Brittany, like, you know, love and be like, oh my God, I love her. And like, but but at this point, like he wasn't out and I was like, oh, but it was never a question of like, I'm going to poke at that. You know, when is he going to, it was never that. I was like, you're just yourself. You are who you are. And when the time is right, it's right. And when it was right, he came out. And then when, when the surprise for me was where I didn't even think that my other like two best friends from high school could even and they were like oh actually I'm queer and then one of them was like actually I'm a lesbian and it's like see it's like you were so comfortable with people but they didn't have to justify who they love you know what I mean it was just like Mm. that's just a part of who they are and so for me it was like a real seal the deal kind of moment like I was like it wouldn't have made a difference it wouldn't have made a difference if they weren't queer I, I loved them from the beginning from the core so that was just mm-hmm. another little like icing on the cake and cherry on top where I was like, oh, and you're queer, great. Like that was just another part and it didn't matter. You know, it didn't, it didn't change who they were because I have already fallen in love with who they were. Mm. Oh, I love that. You just, you just were. <laughs> you just, we were. And like, it really you are. Uh, bonded us. Like after that, I just remember that it, it and it felt weird because I remember driving um, one of my friends and she came out to me while I was driving and she was like, so I have something to tell you. And I was like, oh. And she's like, and she was getting really nervous. And I thought she was going to say, like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it was like freshman year in college. And I was like, what? You're scaring me. She was like, and we're driving on the 10 freeway. And I was just like, what? Should I pull over? She was like, no. And she just looked really nervous. And I was like, what is it? And she's like, uh, so remember when we always go to like Barnes and Noble? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, and I always like love looking at the art books. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, and I always find myself looking at the beautiful paintings of all the women. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I, I, I like, I like women. And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. That's great. <laughs> like, it was. Not, and I think she thought it was going to be more. Um, I don't know why, but, you know, you're scared. You're scared to like tell the people you love your biggest, like, you know, mm. secret sometimes because you feel that it'll crumble and destroy everything that you built. It'll but change. If, yeah. And if anything, it it's not because if that's a true friendship, it's only going to last longer because now you add another layer of like strength to this, mm-hmm. like, you know, platform. And so, mm-hmm. and I was kind of surprised and I was like, did you think what did you think I was going to say? Did you think I was like, not my friend, I'm pulling this car over and you're getting out of my car. Get out of my car. 
And I was like, did you think I was going to do that? She's like, no. And she was like, teary. I was like, I just felt like, I, I don't know. I just was scary. And I was like, I get it. It's like, Aww. scary. It's everyone comes out at their own time, their own pace. And I just think back at the stories where like, it only made us stronger. And now, you know, um, I FaceTime with her and her partner <laughs> once a week, just because we can't be together in the same room. But it's, uh, I just think of all those memories, like, you know, where friendships were really tested. And I've had that happen several times you know another one with Romy who's my best friend since third grade um and has always been there for me uh I remember in high school we ditched uh it was it was my birthday and it was May and we were like let's go to the beach we're gonna go to the rich beach because we lived all the way in San Gabriel we're gonna go to Corona del Mar which is the fancy beach and the water is crisper and cleaner there and I was like, we're going to be bad and go to Corona del Mar. And we went there and it was like, you know, it's a weekday. It's my birthday. It was on a weekday. And I was like, that's weird. No, it was the beach. The beach is ours. Today's a beach for my birthday. I own the beach. And then I was like, wow, sure. There's a lot of clouds off the coast, whatever. It's like, it's a little over, you know, overcast, but whatever. And it's like, there's no lifeguard. And they closed down the lifeguard duty place, whatever. And it's like, so my friend Adriana and Tyler sit on the beach and they're reading The Great Gatsby because we still had an assignment due. <laughs> like, we're like, we still <laughs> so homework. Oh yeah, we still good so kids. Great. Kids playing hooky. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We <laughs> so would totally have been friends. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, I'll take a break because I already finished the book because it's my birthday and I did my homework before I party. That's how I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and then I literally got in the in the water and Romy came with me. And we were like the only ones there. And it felt so like perfect and like paradise. And at one point the water's up to like our necks. And then it just dropped to our ankles. And then I looked down and I was like, and I looked at her and I was like, that's weird. And then you just hear this. <laughs> a wave just like 15 feet oh my God. smashes us. We like tumble un- underwater. We like, I got cuts and scratches and we can feel every like grain of su- like sand on our body. We come out and gasp for air and there's white foam everywhere. And the crackling of the foam is like, I just remember it, it was so loud next night because they had hit so hard. And then there's another wave. Here oh, comes no. another one. And then I look up and I've been pushed out because we're right in the V where it's a suction in the ocean mm. and we're right on it. And so the water has pushed me out, but she was right in the center. It has sucked her in. And I come up and I'm looking around. And I look at our friends. So I'm about 30 feet away from where I can actually get out of the water and go to them. So I look at them and I'm screaming. I'm screaming. And I remember that they can't hear me. I can barely hear myself because oh, the God. white foam is crackling so loud. This water is just so loud crashing. You can't hear anything I'm saying. And then I look back at her and she's deeper 20 feet. And I make a choice right there. I was like, I can go out and I can get help and we'll come back and get her. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I can really quickly go back in and I might not make it, but at least I tried to save my friend. And so I literally turn back, look at her and I start crying and I start swimming towards her and wow. I start swimming towards her and waves are keep coming and pushing me out. She's getting sucked in, keep going to her. And as I'm getting close to her, I can't hear her, but she's saying something. And she's going like this and she's spitting water. And as I get closer, words that come out of her mouth are, you go outside, go, go, go. She's telling me to go. She's worried like about save me. yourself. Save yourself. Wow. She's worried about my safety. While she's drowning, she's worried that I'm coming back and we'll both go down. And while she's drowning, I'm worried that I can't live with myself oh, out yeah. there if I never tried to save her in here. So I go back. 
and I get close to her and she's pushing me to like, no, go out, get out. And I turn around, she's wearing a sports bra and I hinge her sports bra with my hand and fist and I wrap it around my hand like this. And we get pushed by another wave and we go underwater and my arm twists and we're turning underwater and we're getting hit. My back hits the bottom, but I'm still holding on to her. And I come out of the water, I gasp and I pull her out. We're spitting water, we get pushed down again. This time her face hits the sand on the floor. We come out, I drag her, I plant my feet as much as I could and drag her and keep dragging her till we get to the outside of this current, crawl to the beach, bleeding, scratch, vomiting water, and we lay there and our friends are in distance and they never thought anything was going on. Like they just sort of like reading their book and they look up to us like, oh, hey guys. And they wave at us and we're looking at them and we're just like, and they're like, your What's life wrong? has changed forever. You're like, we just went through a epic. Oh forever my changed. God. And it, it just probably like, to them was like 10 seconds. 10 seconds. To me, it was a life, a lifetime, like lifetime. And looking back, I just thought we, we stopped going into the ocean for <laughs> about five years. And the next time we did go in the ocean, we held hands and went into the ocean together. <laughs> so we went back to that beach five years later because we stopped going in the water. We were traumatized, like no, no more water ever in the beach. And it really bonded us. Like it really like, like solidify what we meant to each other as friends. And to me, that's what really made it like, oh, we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. You were worried about my safety, asking me to get out, save yourself. I was worried about you. And I'm saying I'm coming to get you. Yeah. And talking about that death grip, like mm. that paternal, maternal, like, you know, that visceral, like animalistic instinct of like, you, you don't even, it's like, it's like the vampires in your, in your show. It's like the strength that you have. You don't even, it, it's not of this world. It's not yeah. of this world. Yeah. I mean, looking back, I, I don't know where I got that like second wind of like, I was out cause I was pretty like banged up to myself yeah. and I didn't even realize how banged up because I was mm-hmm. running on adrenaline. And when I got out, it's when I saw the scar, the cuts and like the left scars on my hand and all over then my back. Like I didn't feel that in the moment because it was adrenaline. I was like, I need to do this. I need to do this. And it wasn't until I got out that I was like, I twisted my ankle, like, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But in the moment you don't feel mm-hmm. that stuff. Like you are mm-hmm. like, it is though the adrenaline is what's pushing you. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And we were, we just, again, it was like, I, I couldn't live, live with myself if I had run out of yeah. it. Like I'm going to go get some help. Right. I'll be right back. <laughs> and then, cause there was no way, there's no way like that. What that current was like dragging it. 20 feet per like, you know, second. It was like crazy. Wow. Wow. (laughs) But it makes you stronger. And I feel like we can appreciate not only our friendship even more, but just life in general. So that's another reason for me that when I find friendships like that, I really hold on to them. And also I I did a comparison years ago where I say my life is like a a wedding cake and you have tears (laughs) in the cake. At the top of the tier, there's only room for like uh, so many little dolls, right? The yeah. dolls are all your friends and then your small group of family and friends. There's only enough room because, you know, you can't have a million friends. You're never going to give your friendship equally to all of them. There's just no way. So you, you have your tier friends. It's like your family, the ones you see every day, your friends that you talk to every day. And there's a second tier, which is a pretty big tier, but not as big as the bottom tier, right? The middle tier is like really good friends. I talk to them once in a while. They really generally concern about me. I'm concerned about them. We may not talk for weeks at a time or months, but they are good people. They're still part of the cake. It's still a beautiful cake and they're still part of it. And then there's just the bottom, which is room for everyone. There's an acquaintance. It's like, oh yeah, cool. 
I know that guy. I think that guy's like, there's plenty of room. You can have acquaintances, but you can only have so many friends. No, really, Pallavi. I love creating this podcast with you. It's been one of the greatest joys of my quarantine. Mine too, Gabrielle, but girlfriend, producing a podcast is hard work. Girl, ain't that the truth? That's why I am so glad we joined Patreon. Hey, hey Patreon. Patreon is the opportunity for our listeners to get exclusive perks from us, all while supporting our podcast dreams. What kind of perks, Paula V? Okay, I'll tell you. Our Patreon page has tiers to choose from so you can pick the WAF perks that speak to you. For example, just for joining as a first-tier WAF friend, patrons automatically get access to the vodcast. Gabrielle, tell them what a vodcast is. Girl, it's the video version of our podcast where you can see us and our guest interviews on camera. It gets better. We're also offering the option to join us for a monthly WAF live show and Q&A. That's amazing. So they can ask us about anything anything. And there's even an option to get exclusive unedited bonus episodes that are only released on Patreon. And you can get in on these perks for as little as $2 a month. Only $2 a month? Slay. You know, I think the best part of that is 10% of all proceeds from our Patreon page go to charity. So not only are we focused on making great content for you, we also get the opportunity to give back. So... What you're saying is all you got to do to get these perks is join at patreon.com slash WAF podcast. That's W-A-F-F podcast. And that directly helps us keep making the show. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because that's what friends are for. Now back to WAF. <laughs> I, I'm a little speechless. Um, <laughs> uh, well, what I was going to say is like, it seems like from what I, the, what I know of you, cause this is the first time we've met. Um, but you know, something that Gabrielle and I talk about often is like, you know, self-starters, people that are like br- bring their motivation from within tend to find each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like that moment also probably solidified, like you said, like it told you something about how to live your life, right? Like, do you find that even now outside of that core group of friends that you've kept, do you find that you are drawn to like, can you see that in other people when you meet them? Like that, okay. Yeah. You, you get shit done. You make shit happen for yourself. You, you know? I think, yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a radar, you know, it's like, I mm-hmm. see it and I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm really sensitive to energy. And so like mm-hmm. when I meet someone that I vibe and I'm like, I'm, I want to explore this more, you know, like, this is great. You're a great person and whatever I can do to help you in like, you know, your world of whatever that is. Cause it's not always entertainers, you know, it's always like, right. uh, I've met people who I connect and they're educators, you know, teachers. And because yeah. um, their approach is like, they, they're passionate uh, for their students. They love what they do. They really want to create a new world. And so that's appealing. That's like, that's, that's admirable. You know, like I was like, I really admire that. And like, I wish I had more of that. So I want to learn from that person and I want to learn a little bit more, you know, and if I, if I can teach anything, if you can learn from anything from me, I don't know what that could be, but whatever it is, mm-hmm. here it is. Like it's, it's yours, you know, like, it's like, yeah. how do you lift someone uh, up? It's by knowing what they know they, they give to the world, you know, and what they're doing. And it's just like, I try to surround myself by people who are good people at the, at the end of the day, they're just good people. Right. It's just good people. You can never go wrong. Mm. That's exactly what matters. And I, and I love that you, I love the radar thing that you talked about because sometimes with friends that you've grown up with decades upon decades with, sometimes your friends don't grow up with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I have where mm-hmm. you're just like, 
Wow. You're on different levels, right? So I'm on different I was levels and the greater enough, changes. Yeah. And lucky mm-hmm. enough that like, you know, I grew up with friends. Like none of my close friends have anything to do with the industry. Yeah. Like none of my like, you know, uh my friends like Romy and Adriana and Tyler that I grew up since third grade are all in different professions. Nothing to do with like one of them is an educator, you know, and uh one of them is an artist and who does like painting, but also does um like they've all evolved into something different with mm-hmm. every couple of years. And what I've noticed is that it doesn't matter what their choice of career is, because at the end of the day, it's the person that who's evolving that I'm still connected to. The new version, you know, we're not we're not gonna be tomorrow who we are today. That's just yeah. inevitable. We always change, we're always changing. And yeah. so when you find a friend that they're on their own path and they're changing and you're still compatible and you're still helping and you're still bringing each other and lifting each other up, it's like, this is, this is what friendship is. It's like, we're both growing, but we don't have to grow on the same vine. Yes. Right? You can mm-hmm. grow on your, and I can grow on mine, but we're both growing and we still connect and intertwine and connect and intertwine. The difference is sometimes friendships just take a different turn. They're, tr- they're no longer a vine and they're a, a bush or they're, a, you know, a spiky yeah. rose thorn. They're still growing, but it's no longer intertwining with right. your world, which mm-hmm. is fine. Which is totally mm-hmm. fine. It's, totally it's like fine. so adult, you know, where, where you realize that, you know, you've, you've just literally have gone separate ways and you, you love them from afar, you know, mm-hmm. but when they're on that top tier, they just have changed a few tiers where you can like put them in a space for your mm-hmm. life. That is, I love that you use the tier now. <laughs> I know. That's what I love about this podcast uh, where you just learn like all these different terms that people use um, for yeah. how to, how to nurture your health in mm-hmm. your friendships, you know, cause yeah. it's mental health and it's physical and everything. It's emotional. Yeah. But and- you're right. They're still going to be there. They're still part of the cake. Right. Yeah. But then they started off somewhere and then with time decoration may have changed mm-hmm. the, the look of it might have changed. They're still part of the cake. You know, it's just like, it's a, it's a different uh, way of looking at the cake. Mm. All these visuals. Harvey. Yeah. So oh, we're, we got good. the quotables. We got the metaphors. We've got all of it. We've got all this imagery. We got the Espanol. <laughs> you got it all. Um, all got it. You've left us speechless for the most part, but like usually we do a little segment called Insta Friends or Reality. Yeah. So what I wanted to do is like, you know, just keeping with that self-starter um, conversation that we were having, like what Gabrielle and I have been admiring is your self-produced before the shadows segment that you do on, Mm -hmm. um, on Instagram. And like, we want to know like how that, when when that started, like, did you, that was like all you, right? Like it's all you. I started off as it started off with me just wanting to do it on my Instagram live. And it was the first week. And I was only going to do it for the first week because fans were getting antsy, especially when, um, you know, the shutdown and COVID happened, people were going through content and, burning through it you know they were just like we need more because you know historically we always run to entertainment when times are hard and so entertainers will always be needed because in your darkest moments in historic you know in uh history you always run to entertainers and so when they that makes me feel bad also when they cut you know the arts and schools when it's like you should not be cutting the arts and schools you Mm -hmm. the first thing to get because always the arts and support sports and whatnot but look at what's happening right now we can't even watch sports but you can watch a show the arts Mm -hmm. you can watch the arts and someone can entertain you and make you escape for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. so we should really take that in consideration going further with our you know educational system that that should not be the one thing that you cut you know you'll need this in the future yeah 
So for me, I feel like it, it was something that I wanted to give back because the fans were so supportive and they loved the show and BTS and all that. Like they were like, oh, the behind fan the art. And story, the, the fan, fan art. art. So I created the first episode was on my phone. And then the someone said, we'll see you next week. And I was like, oh, that was just for the premiere. I was doing it for like a one time, like the <laughs> premiere thing. And I had like a, a whole bunch of people. Like in the premiere, I had Haley Joel Osman. I had uh, Victoria Justice popped in. I had Gloria Calderon Kellett. Like people were popping in and just saying, congratulations. We love, I'm already a fan of the show. I can't wait to see it. And it was supposed to be a one-time thing. And then like by the next week, people were like, are you going to do it again? I was like, oh, I was like, I gonna do this every week because it was like you know time consuming and I had to prepare for it. But then I said, if I'm gonna sure. do it, I'm gonna do it full out. So then I got my sister involved, and my sister literally helped me produce it. We got um, we connected with this uh, magnificent couple out of Brooklyn, uh, Jay and Laura, and they work for the company called Be Live. And what they do is they can stream simultaneously on all these platforms. It could be on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can go live at the same time on all the platforms, and it connects still to your Instagram live. Mm. So our opening day. Holly like and I are first... so turned on right now. Just so you know. <laughs> we are so turned We're all on. About it. <laughs> <laughs> on our on our first day, you know, without having the special effects and whatever, like that we ended up with eventually, we brought in like twenty seven thousand viewers on the first day and I was just like without any advertisement I was just like we're gonna go live and people were really wanting the content I was like you know what I have so many BTS behind the scenes pictures from the set and stories and whatnot and we have guest stars in every other episode and we have the stars of the show that I could ask to come and be on it so we worked on the schedule and before you knew it it became a nine to five job five days a week, we became the bookers, you know, we have to call to book them, we had to arrange their time zone, because remember, we had people in New Zealand, in London, in New uh-huh. York, in Canada, and we had to work out where like, when is it good for you? Because I know you have still like a job that you're doing there. And also, when is it good for us? And also for our friends in Brooklyn who have to stream us. Right. So I, we just did Jermaine, and one of the creators and writers of the show, and he was in New Zealand. So his 10 a.m. was like my 6 p.m. here and 9 p.m. in Brooklyn. So they're about to go to bed and they're like, okay, we'll stay up and we'll film. I'm in the evening, so I plan my, like, it was a lot. And like writing the the questions, creating a game, because we want to make it light and fun and use, you know, inserts yeah. from the show. We use clips and editing. That's all like Jay and Laura. My sister, like spending hours researching like, facts about the show that even myself being part of the show uh would have gone wrong as a question like that are like who was this character's uh wife inspiration and I was like, we, yeah it was like a quick little question and I was like oh my gosh these are great questions because um if you're a true fan you'll get them you know mm-hmm. and we had celebrity uh fans who came and played each other to be the the winner for this year's like you know number one celebrity fan so stuff mm-hmm. like that that you create the content and you and it became a job and it became like a full-time so when we wrapped this week, the last episode, I was talking to my sister. I was like, we did it. We like wrapped a whole season of, you know, what we do in the shadows, but we also wrapped a whole season of before the shadows. But we actually shot 14 episodes of before the shadows and we did 10 episodes of an actual like show for TV. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Well, I'm very, very impressed. I'm turned on. I'm excited. <laughs> um, and also, by the way, I love that you work with your sister. So we got to have a kiki because I work with my sister too. Oh, really? Yes. That's definitely something we got to talk about because that's a whole nother dynamic. That's a whole nother podcast episode. (laughs) It is. It is. And if anybody's interested in seeing what Harvey's talking about, his 
endeavor that he just finished because they just wrapped season two of what we do in the shadows um before the shadows.com it's so easy to find and all the episodes are literally on the page you click play and it's mm-hmm. you will geek out with not only just the cast the guest stars oh yeah mark throwbacks. hamill yes yeah Every, oh my gosh they're all so good but also like the show is so good and i told <laughs> polavi about it when i pitched your name for what are friends for podcast i said have you seen what we do in the shadows yet? And she's like, it's on my list. I was like, it's like the office, but with vampires. And she was oh. like, in. <laughs> Which we didn't even get into Colin's role, who's a who's a vampire. Uh, he's a energy, energy vampire. vampire. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That's a, he, that's that's, a, but that's, that's not a, even a vampire. I think everyone has an energy vampire in their lives at one point. That's so. exactly right. That's exactly right. Which is what I told Gary. I was like, that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother podcast episode. Yeah. So like about energy sucks, you know? <laughs> Well, well, we do have one more segment that we uh, do at the end of the show that we can uh, wrap up with. It's sort of a lightning round. We call it Lightning Wall. And uh, it's what are lightning water friends for. So it's a lightning round. Um, we'll ask you five questions. Um, I'll start off and then Gabrielle will ask you the last question. And don't feel like you have to get super deep with anything. It's whatever comes to your head. And it's all about friendship. And it probably does get a little deep too, which is okay. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> there, are, there are no rules. Exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, Harvey. So first question, how long is your longest friendship? Uh, 22 years. Fabulous. And not necessarily with that person, but how is, what is your go-to way to stay in touch? Text. In one word or a hyphenate, I'll take a hyphenate. What type of friend are you? Uh, examples might be you're a problem solver, you're a listener, you're blunt, et cetera uh peacemaker <laughs> love that Aww. love it um and then what do you want to do better as a friend uh be more available and finally harvey what are friends for friends are for true friends plain and simple Friends are for true friends. You don't need fake friends. You don't need friend acquaintances. Friends are for friends. Friend for friend. Mask for mask. Friend for friend. I don't need to say anything else, Polly. I'm you? speechless. You need to say I really am just speechless. We just the re- to most the Harvey of Mike and no. thank everybody for joining this amazing <laughs> episode. I learned so much. I love you and adore you so much. I'll Same. Big fan. Big fan. Same. And now we're friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How lucky are we? <laughs> Oh, Harvey, how can everyone find you on the social meds? Oh, yeah, you can find me just my full name at Harvey Guillen on um, Instagram, on Twitter, on all of them. Reddit, you name it. Ooh, Fantastic. he's on Reddit. That's <laughs> another level. Take, I'm going to go take skills. I'm going to go take notes on Harvey's Reddit. Okay, <laughs> well, thanks well, again for coming on. Thank you. <laughs> coming on. Thank you, you so much. Have a good one. Bye. 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 This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fast Nickel, Inc. Our supervising producer is Philip Pasanchin. Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Megan Densmore. Our production assistants are Alex Udome, Susie Gaveo, and Bailey Dizzler. Our podcast artwork is created by Aishwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman. Special thanks to Samantha Wiener and Hari Savitala. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it now. This helps the show's visibility and it helps us keep making it for you. 
find us on Instagram and Twitter at WAF Podcast. That's W-A-F-F Podcast. To find episode resources, send us positive feedback, or even leave us a voice message, visit WAFPodcast.com. We truly appreciate you all checking in with us online. But you know that friend that you've been like, oh, I really haven't checked in with them in a while. Go do that. Yeah, go do that now. <laughs>